Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Roger. Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you at? It's opinions. I respect your opinions. Maybe in your opinion, Messi is better than me. But in my mind, I'm better than him. Yes, guys, I'm Si. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of Rodri Giggs in football, on football, he said. And uh, we've got lots to discuss this evening as we have a look back at the Premier League season. We look at the playoff winners over the last weekend and we have a full Premier League preview. Uh, FA Cup final preview, what's wrong with me? And uh, of course, we'll have a look at some good old fashioned transfer rumours. Plus, we'll take your questions and all the other good stuff, as well as Rodri Giggs. Cardiff City on the brink of announcing a new manager, which we'll discuss in just a second. Don't worry. Uh, as shambolic as ever is the old bluebirds. Always good for a laugh, though, mates. That's the main thing. Um, but before we... Uh, oh, as always, of course, joined by Mr. Rodri Giggs. How are you, my friend? You good? Yeah, good, mate, yeah. Uh, so, obviously, we do the Super... We've done the Super Six Prediction League all year, raising money for charity... And uh, testing our football knowledge against each other, as well as a variety of uh, viewers, watchers, listeners, and of course the old uh, ex-professional footballers. But who were the winners and the losers? Uh, the Super Six update for the last update for the season is uh, well done to Paul Oliver, who topped the final round of the season 
But today's update is all about where we finished to end off the season. We had 100 people in the league this year and the top 10 shared a payout of over £600. Uh, in 10th was Gareth Davis, 9th Andrew Underhill, 8th Tom Carter, 7th Dan Crisp, 6th Gwyn Lewis, 5th Annie Gorham Adams, 4th Caroline Cartwright, 3rd Will Melush, well in well, and 2nd uh, Gareth Watson. But the winner with 527 points over the season, he also finished 367th in the whole world, uh, was Mr Paul Cartwright. Congratulations to Paul on his uh, win. Very impressive total. But uh, where did me and Rodri end up in our battle? Rodri had a good final round. He rose up to a, a massive 65th in the league. Very well done. But I ended 59th. So for the second season running, I absolutely obliterated him when it comes to football knowledge. The most important part, of course, is the money we raised for charity. And uh, this year we raised money for the Great North Air Ambulance Service in memory of Neil Campbell. And uh, we raised a fantastic £2,000. Uh, massive thanks to everyone who took part. And, uh, of course, next season we'll do it all again. Maybe it'll be third time. Lucky for you, mate. You can catch us. Catch me. Yeah, a few uh, missed, missed weeks done me again. No one wants to hear excuses, do they? Really? Come on. I don't think I've ever seen you in glasses, mate. It's, it's, it, I don't know, yeah. It's, it's 20 points, isn't it? It's not... Um... It's getting closer, mate. Each season, closer than last season. You'll get there. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I, I just, I've had a stinker this year but on everything. On you said you were got them in the fantasy football league. Yeah, by, by a long way, though. It's uh, been bad Ooh. this year. Bad. Even the NFL as well. I didn't, I, didn't do, I didn't do well. Last year, got to the Super Bowl. Everything, FPL did all right. This year, stinker. So, so do you reckon it's like... Maybe, 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 I'm, maybe it's, you know, I'm, I'm kind of gaining a bit, bit of my life back and not being, uh, you know, yeah, stuck, on, stuck on stuff that, that really doesn't matter. Yeah, of course. No, at the end of the day, mate, it was to raise, to raise money in it. And that's no, like, of course, yeah. No, I'm, joking, I'm just yeah. pulling your leg. I know, mate. Two grand, mate, for a charity. I'd be happy with that. Yeah, well done, of course, to Will, who does all the hard work behind it. I just read the read the results each week. Yeah, but, um, I reckon that. Good work, Will. Keep it up. Look forward and to he's, he's very happy because he got third place, which, you know, he doesn't take the prize. Yeah. He puts it back into the charity, but, you know. Maybe well he's got inside him. knowledge there, so I don't know what's going on Maybe. there. Maybe. Know, but... We'll have to see how he does next year. Yeah, that's it. He seems to be getting suspiciously up the top, and it. But uh, no, it was good. It's always good fun, mate. Anyway, and it's uh, it's good crack. And uh, we, so we haven't got predictions for today, obviously, because there's no league football. But we will finish the uh, we'll finish the show this evening with a, a good old proper tactical preview of the uh, the FA Cup final, and we'll give our predictions for that. Um, so I want to have a real good delve into the Premier League season, mate, but. Before we do that, I want to talk about the playoffs from League Two, League One, and, and uh, of course the Championship. Massive games for the clubs involved. Um, they were all so close. Um, Stockport County looked like they were there, and then Carlisle got that equaliser. I think it was, and uh, yeah, eighty fourth minute, Carlisle equalised. It seems to be all the playoffs have gone like someone scored, then someone scored late on, and yeah, it's gone to penalties or 
some of penalty, the penalties is brutal, mate, isn't it? Like in any get like penalty shootouts brutal, but in a yeah. you know a Wembley that big day, it's, it's unfortunate. Felt, felt for the kid at Coventry, you know, he gets he misses a penalty, and then on Tuesday he gets released. <laughs> yeah, and do you know, I I funny enough, I was watching it with my father in law the Coventry one, and I just when they you know they had that goal disallowed, Luton did right at the end, yeah. and he made the mistake for that, and I said to my father in law, guarantee you. He'll take the penalty, which he and he'll either miss it or he'll, you know, redeem himself because he looked like his, you know, he was physically, mentally shot at that point. But yeah, congratulations to to uh, Carlisle, Carlisle United who go up to League One uh, via penalties over Stockport. Um, the League One playoff between Barnsley and Wednesday—that's a Yorkshire derby, isn't it, mate? Um, if my geography yeah. is right, yeah, and um, getting better, mate. There we go. Um, jo- Josh, exactly with- right next, right next week, Joe. You right. Um, Josh Windass made with a hundred and twenty third minute winner, um, and do you know what? Uh, I saw a little clip of his dad, obviously Dean Windass, former player. Yeah. Um, he, someone in, someone like stuck a phone in his face right before the game, as they were like having a few beers, and they said, "What's the score going to be today?" And he said, "One uh, nil, Windass, Sheffield Wednesday." Someone should have got their money on it, mate, I tell you. But, uh, look, it was a great finish, by the way. Really good header. Yeah, it was a good header, yeah. I always fa- I did fancy Sheffield Wednesday, though, just because of the oh, sheer momentum. They were far the better team as well all season. So it's always it's always bad when they, when they finish like two or three points off that they're getting promotion and, and so far from the others. So, yeah, they, they, rightly so. I, no, like I said, I, I, I know Darren Moore. I say I know him. You know, I was his boot boy back in the day when I was at Torquay. So, I've got, I've had a relationship with, with Darren Martin. He's a really, really good bloke. And yeah, yeah, I've heard from a few people over the like over the years doing a podcast. And every time Darren Moore's come up, people can't speak highly enough of him. Yeah, it's just a, it's just that people don't by his size and stuff because yeah. he's a big fellow, a big black fellow. And but yeah, he's such a nice bloke, such a nice bloke. Yeah. It's it wasn't even like it didn't even use what wasn't a wasn't nasty when he played. He was you know he was he was honest, but you know if if it's someone like him was in a full body tackle with you, you won't want to be on the other end of it. But he's no, not he wasn't a nasty player. He, he's such a nice bloke, good bloke. Well, ironically, after the first leg of the semi final where they were four 0 down to Preston at sorry Peterborough. Um, he got a load of abuse, like racial abuse, all sorts of abuse sent to him on social media and all the rest of it. He's uh, so yeah, to he's come back player. and motivate those players and get the tactics right, to come back from 4 0 down is mad enough, but then to get them going again, take that momentum into Wembley. And I thought they were the better side on the day as well. No, by far, but, but like I said, the better, better team all season, and uh, to come back from 4 0. Phone down when everyone had written them off. Um, yeah, uh, a few, uh, few championship sides would be gutted because I reckon there was a few eye in Barry Bannon on a free and uh, Josh Windass for signings for next year. Yeah, you, so, you could see them going straight back up again as well, you know, because they've got a good rhythm now, good momentum. So if, if they keep got a big team had, spirit as well, had, yeah, had a good two or three players, and, and you never know, they'll be up there again, I reckon, then like, next year. They can have two separate teams. Back in the Prem again. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, could be one Sheffield United and Wednesday one and two next year. Oh no, Sheffield, oh, Sheffield United. 
they could be back in one and two, should I say. Um, Coventry and Luton was a, a game and a half, mate. That was just end-to-end -end for the whole game. Um, yeah. A really scary uh, instant in the first half where um, Tom Lockley just collapsed. Um, obviously, the, he's a, the Welshman has been vital to the way Luton have played all season. He's scored a real couple of important goals as well in the, in the build-up to the playoff final. That was quite a, a scary thing. And like to see those players still be able to, you know, get their heads on and do the job through extra time as well, which is obviously tiring, was quite uh, quite a feat, I thought, to be able to get through that whilst worrying about their front. No, 100%. It was... Because um, you're talking early, life and death, aren't you? Not yeah, early on, early on in the game as well, so... 12 um, minutes, I think it was, wasn't it? Or no, it might have even been before that. I think it was like six minutes, something like that. Mm. So, um, yeah, but good to see he's okay. And, and, you know, what more can you ask for him getting promoted? Yeah, mate. And I tell you what, like, um, you could see Rob Edwards in his interview. They um, they actually told him. He was already emotional in his interview with Sky. And they, they showed him the, done the picture. And yeah. he just, you could see, like, it broke him. Because, like I say, like, you know, of course, this game is important and it secures Luton's future probably for the next 15, 20 years financially. But at the end of the day, it don't matter, does it? it like, no. it's life and death. Kenilworth Road now, or maybe it's the start of, of getting a new place somewhere in Luton. Because that, that is an old, old ground. Well, mate, if, I, if I followed like United or Liverpool or all these big clubs in the Premier League, that's the game I'd be looking out for next year. Away Luton, that'd be, I'd be so excited. Proper old football ground, Mate, not like these United hollow, deadly. Absolutely cause havoc there. It was. I was watching a thing, a video of someone going into um, going into Luton's away end, and the, the stairs by the side of it is someone's garden. So literally, yeah. if you lived in that garden, you could climb on the wall. And just like go, oh, nice one on the fence, mate. Mad, they're going to have United are, his, you know, historic for gibbers. They'll mm. have a field day there next year. I remember going to Burnley when Burnley first got. Promoted. Not just them either, by the way. Like you know, West Ham. No, I remember when Burnley first got promoted. Way, way, way when they first got promoted back in the Premier League, and it went 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 there the first game, and. Um, I would our kid would always leave tickets, and I I went there with uh, with my lad, and I've gone there, and gone in in the place and asked for my tickets. He went, oh no, they've been asked for, they've been gone. I went, what? He said, how did did he give ID and stuff like that? He went, no, 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 we just did it. And so people were going in there because they were new, new, they, they weren't wise to it. They were going in there yeah. saying, oh, we're such and such a person, and just just or by the off chance, got the and tickets, giving them the tickets. Jesus Christ! And that was just that these like wooden grounds were not, they were honest. They, were, they don't expect stuff like that, and you got these fucking absolute professional jibbers who are thinking living will be easy. Mm. Let's just go as have it there, especially the new the new clubs. Now Will says there, he says uh, been to Luton a few times, following Cardiff, and it's literally you walk under the houses to get to the way end. There like, you go. It's a proper football ground, mate, and like. No, I've told I, you the story, haven't I? Have I told you the story about Kenneth Road? Uh, remind me, Con. Right, so well, when we was... Um, should I tell this story? Uh, I, I think you that. didn't I think you didn't tell it. You were going to, and then you changed I your I mind. Told, I think I've told, I've told it before, anyway. 
with uh, with me, Arkin, and my dad was really young, and uh, maybe I was about ten. Arkin was about fourteen, and we was going watching an under under fifteens England against Brazil at Wembley. So Arkin, my dad took us in this proper pepped out fiesta, and uh, it broke. It was breaking down on the way there. Anyway, we get to Wembley, watch the game, and then we're travelling home. It breaks down outside Luton on the roundabout. And this taxi driver comes up, sit, says what's happened. So like my dad tells him. And anyway, this bloke says, oh, my, my, uh, my cousin's got a garage. We can sort out in the morning. Here's it. I'll take you to this house that I've got and you can sleep there and we'll take you to the thing. And So he proper looks after us. Anyway, we get to the garage. Uh, the geezer fixed it. So you can fix it to you to get home, but you're going to have to sort out when you get home because we can fix it now for you to get home. But, you know, you're going to have to sort it out when you get home. So my dad thought, I'm going to have to go take it for a test drive. And my dad had said he only had like 12, 15 quid on it. And he had no petrol. And that, and it was costing like 15 quid for the, to fix it. So anyway, my dad took it for a test drive. And we're waiting outside for him. He's come back, pulled right outside the garage, told me and I, okay, quick, jump in, jump in. We jumped in. And he drove off. <laughs> So anyway, he would say, what are you, why are we getting in the cup? He said, oh, I didn't want it to break down. I didn't want it to break down. I said, oh, okay. So anyway, 10 years ago, I asked him, is that, no, he was adamant anyway, about a year ago. He says, yeah, I didn't pay him. I had to get off because I wouldn't be able to get home. We had to pay the petrol. So the geezer's helped him, looked after his kids, let him stay somewhere, got his car, fixed his car, and he didn't even pay him. He just done one on <laughs> Brutal. Brutal. <laughs> He just oh, I sent him some money in an envelope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never a never a dull moment, mate. Sent, but then yes. money in an envelope. So what was his address? You oh, I've got it written down somewhere. Said, yeah, fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely brutal. Well, that's the thanks you get for a good deed, isn't it? Yeah, but the hat no, but the, but the house we were staying in was overlooking Kenilworth Road. Ah, okay. And yeah, the house we could literally see Kenilworth Road and it was an AstroTurf pitch, the old AstroTurf pitch, remember? The sand on it. It was uh yeah, it was nasty then. It's exactly the same. And that was like thirty, what, 35, 36 years ago. Mate, I guarantee some of those, uh... iron roof. Yeah, it's nasty. Some of those pampered Premier League players will not like it there. At all. <laughs> the team, who's gonna which team is gonna be the first team to crumble, mate? That's the thing, isn't it? One of them places where you've got about ten minutes. One of them places you've got about ten minutes and the art wall is gone. Is it? Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's gonna be really interesting. Congratulations to Lutwin. And by the way, if we uh, if you want to go back and look at the video predictions from last week's show, uh, I said Luton won all in extra time. Penalties, Luton. So, um, you know, hope you got your money on that because I was spot on. Just so I'd mention that anyway. Um, <clears throat> yeah, mate, it's been a it's been a big big weekend for the uh, big week for those teams, and you know, I hope they enjoy the ride because I'm sure it'll be it's going to be tough in it for Luton coming into the Premier League. It's going to be difficult. Yeah, but they've got that togetherness. It's just whether they can pick up one or two quality players, bit of experience. At that level, and, and yeah, you never know, the man. You never know. Play the same way, so it's going to. It's not going to be something these Premier League teams are used to. These, these playing these long balls and dealing with, you know, teams being extra physical. Mm. 
absolutely. Um, Gaz sent a super chat earlier. If you want to send a super chat, you can do so on YouTube. Just uh, type in there a month and ask a question. And he said, uh, if West Ham win the European final, have they had the best season out of all the other London teams? Yes. Absolutely, I think they have. Yeah, they've got, of course they have, because they've won a cup. So Even Arsenal? Yes, yes. Well, what have Arsenal won? Nothing. But people yeah, keep telling cool. me that they're having, so they've had, this you know, why United season. have had a better season than Arsenal. Why? Because United have won a cup and they're in a final one. And they've got to the Champions League exactly the same as you. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Arsenal fans are, are wild. I just... I can't get my head around it at all. Just, just deluded, aren't they? Just deluded idiots. It's going to be a very, very tough game for West Ham. Uh, Gaz, like, best of luck for it. It's going to be hard, mate. Who do you play? Um, Fiorentina, I think, is it? Oh, yeah. No, you know, they should be still favourite, West Ham. You know, Premier League's strong, stronger league than, than that. It's only I mean, just, just if they perform on the night. It could be, uh, what's called, like, people like Declan Rice is their last, probably their last fixture, isn't it? Mm. Antonio, might be a few, but few there. It's, it's going to be on the way out. Reese follows up. He says, "Does that mean that West Ham would have had a better season than United, as they're in a, as they're in a European final?" So my answer to that would be no, because United have got to the Champions League, which was their objective at the start of the season, and they've won a trophy along the way. But what do you think? If and, West Ham and they've, got, and they've got to the final, we'll, we'll see what final the, the FA Cup. Uh, See you after the FA Cup final. Really. So if they lose we're, the FA Cup, we're, we're, we're up against it at the FA Cup final. Of course, but yeah. I've, you've ever, I've never even heard of this cup at West Ham. Yeah, it's only been around like two years, haven't it? Well, yeah. So yeah. It's, it's a good cup. It's a cup for coming seventh, eighth in your league, sixth, seventh. It's interesting, though. Um, but but to London clubs, yes, because they've not won anything. Surely this, these West Ham fans will be absolutely buzzing. Because they're yeah, going to the European final, that you no, know, it's you know, it's something they've never experienced before for a long, 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 long time. Some of them never experienced it. So no, it's memories forever. These things are memories forever. Who's gonna remember Arsenal finished second ten years yeah. ago? Spot on, mate. And the other interesting thing with it is obviously it could like I mentioned, it could be Declan Rice's last game for West Ham, maybe a couple of others. I'm sure it'll be quite emotional for him. He's come through the academy. If he could finish his West Ham career. By winning a European trophy, I think that is like what dreams are made of, isn't it? Well, yeah. I think the West Ham fans will accept that then. You know, if it wins the cup, lifts it and says, you know, I need to go to bigger and better things. And you can't really. Can't knock him for that. Can no, you? Like, where has West Ham finished? Like, yeah, he's certainly down the bottom the, the, the West Ham are a knowledgeable football uh, fans. fans. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, before we go and have a look at the Premier League um, season, yeah, West Ham finished 14th. So, I mean, they haven't had a great season in the league. But I think if they can pull off that victory in the European final, I think that's a good season. They can get relegated and they got a cup, a European cup. Now, if they get beat, then Arsenal obviously had the best uh, season out of London teams. Yeah. Not Chelsea, mate, no? <laughs> Old Frankie. Well, we'll start. I want to talk some transfers, actually. So we'll start with like Chelsea because there's been a bit of our action. First and foremost, you've got uh, Potts has been a, um, announced officially. We obviously we knew that coming in. Is he the right man for the job? 
Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a big job there. There's a lot of players. So he's got to, you know, sit, sit through the, you no, know, get through the all the the dead wood on the things that. But there's a young team as well, so. Uh, but there's, there's going to be a big change. So you wouldn't expect Chelsea to do anything next year, but. Um, but no. with that squad, mate, with no Europa League and no distractions, yeah, that yeah. squad yeah. is already yeah. capable. Listen, listen they'll, be, they'll, be, they'll be a threat, but to win the league, yeah. depends on who, what, what centre-forward they get. You know, does Lukaku come back? Do they, do they finally get rid of him and bring someone else in? So, you know, do they try and get Harry Kane? Looks like, looks like Mason Mount's going. There's a big turnaround there as well. So, let's see what we've got left. See what we can bring in. Uh, so, so, there's a lot of work there at Chelsea to be done. Um, you mentioned Mason Mount, good signing for United. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. No, he's he's young. He's 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 yeah, young. 24. He's got good pedigree. He's got good technique. He's he's free kicks. He's corners. Um, he, he's got good energy. He's England international. He's won the Champions League. Yeah, and I mean Chelsea wanted to keep him, but they weren't willing to pay what his wage demands were because he felt that, from what I can gather. As an academy player, he was on a lot less than the rest of the squad. He's won the, prep, the Player of the Year award twice in the last four years. Yes, he's had a bad season this season because of injury. But, I mean, the guy has been phenomenal for Chelsea since he came back from loan with Derby. He's got in the England squad. You know, he's a, uh, a constant member of that. So, I can understand him think wanting to be paid alongside the other international footballers who were in that Chelsea squad. Now... If they don't want to give him that kind of recognition, that's their choice. But then you've got to accept that he's going to go and get it elsewhere. Um, I've I seen some United fans who were a bit like, oh, I don't know if he's what we need, or not necessarily the, what they need, that he's not good enough. Now, I wasn't, I didn't used to be his biggest fan, but last season, he really impressed me. To me, he can do a lot of what Christian Eriksen does. But he can also not say he's as good as Christian Eriksen in certain aspects, but he's more mobile than Christian Eriksen. He's younger, he's quicker, he's stronger. And also, he can do a lot of what the job Fred does. So if you can kind of combine those two, I think you'll I think next season United will play Casemiro and then they'll do like he did at Ajax, and he'll play two number eights, if you like, in front of Casemiro, which well, will I be Bruno and Mount. United have got a, a big um, turnaround as well. Players going out. Will Fred go? Will McTominay go? Um, I think Fred but, goes to Fulham, mate. Uh, but if but if he goes there, do we try and nip Paulinho? Yeah, like him. Uh, but then then you've got West Ham. You know, if you've got Mason Mount coming in, do we need Declan Rice? No. Well, so I would argue that if United say just for an instance, just in a hypothetical, if United could get. Declan Rice and my Mason Mount, their midfield is set for years to come because Declan Rice can play as a two with Casemiro, but he can also play in Casemiro's spot. He can they can learn off Casemiro, one of the best to ever do it in that position. You've also got then Mason Mount can play in the 10 if Bruno needs a rest. You've got Sancho's finding a bit of form and confidence. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So many options. Bruno's not the player that rests. He's I know. Did you see anyone take him off for like two minutes to go? 
Yeah, but but then also, you know, he could get suspended. He could get break his leg. You know, something. Well, Bruno could can play on the left or the right. So, yeah. but, but, but that's not where you, you you get the best out of him. No, you get your best out of Bruno the number ten. So it, it's it, you can go out all out at a time, just have one sitting. Mm. Oh, ultimately, mate. Mason but you've Mount. got to look at Casemiro. He's, you know, he's only got two or three years. You've got, yeah. you got to look at the strength of the squad. Yeah. You know, if... if and, You're and, only and as good as your weakest players. Yeah, yeah. And Mason so, Mount is better than Fred and McTominay, by far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, even if Mason Mount starts on the bench, if they were to bring in, like, a Paulinho or a Declan Rice or whoever as well, I think... But with Declan Rice, you could probably you could off one of your players to West Ham because McTominay or Maguire would so, both fit in. Either one of them would fit in there. Here's a question for you, mate. I just saw, let me just find the comment. Reese just said in the comments that United are going to pay. I can't find it. Um, but I'm sure he said, post it again, Reese. Oh, there you are. Seen on Sky earlier, United are set to pay Harry Maguire off and terminate his contract. I can't yeah, imagine. Yeah, that's what's happening. Start, I realize yeah. it's international, someone's going to buy it. Like, why would you pay him off probably 10, 15 million? Mate, it's pretty, it, mate, it's pretty That's weird, isn't it? Mate. Unless it means that, that they... Who, who said that then? Who said that? Sky, supposedly. Sky, who? Sky Sports. Yeah, yeah, it's probably from the sun or something like that. It's mm. just, well, it's just nonsense. It doesn't make any sense. Why would, they, why would they pay him when he's a valuable asset? He's an England centre-half. What, is he a scrub? Because he can't play for Manchester United. No, he's not. He was a good player. He was a good player for that until that two years ago. And ever since that happened in Greece, when he come back, he's never been the same since. Yeah, yeah. I um, I'd be amazed if they terminated this contract because they could, even if you get fifteen million, like when have you, you know? ever heard? Yeah, it's a weird business. One. A Manchester United who are an elite business just give money away. The only thing I could think is if they um, maybe it's been misconstrued, and what it means is if he goes, they'd pay his county. They have to pay his contract. Yeah, and possibly that yeah. would make that, no that, sense. That, that, now that would make sense, and, and there's always you know, there's, there's, and it would make sense to the paper as well. There's a little, little bit of truth in it, and the little bit of truth is it's ten. That's it. That's the truth. He's getting paid yeah. ten million when he gets fucked off out the door. And by the sounds of it, the people who I know who spoke to him, I won't say who spoke to him, but you know, he's he's long confidence and mm. probably needs a fresh start. Well, I I know David Moy said, I think it was in January, that um like he would want him if he became available. So mm. you know, there's there's people I they probably just don't want to pay. He'd be brilliant for a few teams. Yeah, it's just I not agree. Man United that well, teams are playing that high line, got no chance. Here's a question for you then. Everton uh, didn't take up their loan, their buy option on Connor Cody, which I was a little bit surprised by because I thought he was one of their better defenders. Mate, mate, you never play. If you're Everton, God, Sean Dice didn't play him. Mm, but so Connor Cody's gone back to Wolves. Everton need a defender. Harry Maguire to Everton. I don't think they've got the money. Yeah, they got sanctions, haven't they? So maybe they haven't yeah, got enough. But maybe, maybe you no, know, a Brighton. Um, well, there you go. Um, what's who's the lad who's on loan from Chelsea? Uh, Ruben, not Ruben Corwell. I forgot his name. Oh, something Corwell. Um, he's excellent, been excellent for Brighton, but he's obviously, I would imagine, Poch will want to at least have a look at him. Webster, so, 
no, no. Uh, his surname's Colwell. I can't remember what his first name is. Right. Um, but he's been superb. He's a, right, there's a, there's, defender. There's a few. Te- there's a few teams, mate. Who else? Nottingham Forest. Uh, yeah. Brighton Spurs. You could go back to Sheffield United. His hometown. Yeah, that's true. Levi Colwell. That's it. Yeah, um, actually, Sheffield United would be perfect for him. Yeah, I think Spurs, mate, as well. Spurs are crying out for a defender, and they'll they'll need to defend. And he is a defender. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he'd benefit from those high ball. Like Sheffield, the way the amount of defending Sheffield United will have to do would suit him. Hmm. Interesting. If they've got Um, money, I've I've Sheffield United minute got twenty five, thirty million. Yeah, well, oh, no, that's right. He's getting United getting rid of him, paying off, still getting for free. <laughs> um, another interesting one is um, so obviously, we all know Chelsea having a bit of a fire sale. Poch is going to want his own players, they've already got like 30 odd players, so they've got to make room. But I saw quite a few Chelsea fans not happy that it's seemingly they're getting rid of Mount to Man United and Kovacic to Man City, two of their probably. What can we say? The you know very technical young footballers in the middle of the park, and they were saying, you know, why aren't you getting rid of the lad up front who's useless, or Thiago Silva who's about forty-five, and all these you know, there's other players that you could get rid of. Rather I don't than think Thiago Silva is going to be there next year, do you? No, but but my point being, and their point being, I guess, is why are we getting rid of young footballers who are good? And have got potential to go and be better. They won't pay him what they won't pay him what they want. I mean, if you're Kovacic, would you want to play in that Chelsea side or go and play for Man City? Play for Pep. It's this a no-brainer, isn't it? Like Chelsea was so bad last year. Frankie Lampard probably. You know, I've little little uh, little tip for you, Frank Lampard to be the next Paris Saint-Germain manager. There you go. Piss off. <laughs> He's so bad, mate. On they appointed someone. Yeah, they got uh, that Galtier is obviously yeah. in there at the moment. He announced today that uh, this yes, weekend will be him. he's Messi's uh, last game for the football club. He will met any chance Messi goes anywhere except Barca, mate. Do you think Saudi Arabia? Cha-ching! They offered him two billion for two years. Apparently, Did Benzema get four hundred million for two years. Four hundred million, four hundred million euros. Astronomical fees like play in the oiled state of Saudi Arabia. When I was reading about where, the Messi, his agent man is ranging, right? Here's the deal, right? 400 euros, 24 months. I'm like, where do I sign? Mate, when do we go sign? Oh, mate, we do like, it now. When I was reading the offer to Messi from Saudi Arabia, I just it was so much money you can barely read the flipping numbers. Like like a billion a year, basically. And it's like, that's just, to me, when you're talking that much money, that's just too much money to turn down. Don't matter who you are. Don't matter how much money you've got. When you're giving away two billion to a player, do you realise how much money they've got? Yeah. Well, this is why I think a lot of people don't want the Qataris involved with Manchester United, I would suggest. Oh, I, I do. I bet you do. Um. On the other transfer front, um, United have been heavily linked with um, Rasmus Hoyland from um, Atlanta, striker. Uh, what a signing he'll be made. If they can pull that off, because if they pull it off now, that's ahead of the curve. 
which is you normally United end up getting them, or in recent times at least, either at their peak or past their peak. It's been a while since they've picked someone up, like you know, early before you know in that early yeah. part of their career. And, and got all of it done. So they can take him to preseason. Everything yeah. done. Boom. He is, um, and he's top quality already, mate. He's only young. I think he's twenty-two. Um, really, really good. Obviously, it's weird, isn't it, for United to be so organised? Like they've got. Suppose if you believe the reports, Kim Ming Jae, yeah. <laughs> he's done. Um, Hoyland is at least they're talking. Apparently, he's had video calls with Ten Hag, so that's obviously fairly moved along. Mason Mount, so straight away you've got a defender, a striker, and a midfielder, seemingly quite far along, and it's not even open. The window's not even open. So, you know, be interesting, mate. I think the Harry Kane one's going to drag on because. It seems like Daniel Levy is saying, nope, United obviously want him, as do a few other clubs. From what the reports say, Harry Kane wants to go. He won't hand in a transfer request, but what he's told them is if they won't sell him to United, then he'll run his contract down. But my my problem, if I'm Harry Kane, is United have to get a striker or two. I would argue they need two now. If... He's saying, I'm going to wait until my contract runs out in a year's time. He's also going to be 32 at that point. He misses his window to go to United. Now, I don't know. I don't know the man, so I don't know how important it is to him. Well, you still get three years out of him. But United will have signed two strikers by then, won't they? No, no, but United have signed Teddy Sheringham. I do get that, but... You could miss you. Manfred, he could have missed yeah. his window because, say, United signed for the sake of argument, they get this Hoyland as their sort of younger striker, and they get I don't know, Osserman, say, and Osserman bangs in a shitload of goals next year, and Hoyland off the you, bench. You, you, you don't you need know, Harry United, Kane. United then. spend a lot of fucking money in your books, right? You, you, you've got them buying fucking Mount. No, I've just used them. Buying him. This, I, well, yeah, buying that. You've got them buying. You got me to be realistic. They've got. If they don't get him, they move, United, on, if they don't if, get him they move on to someone else and they probably won't come. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think, like, Harry Kane, I think he's going to have to force it a little bit if he wants to move, because I think Daniel Levy well, is so not stubborn. really. I, uh, what, what, how does Daniel Levy, what does he operate by? Money. So, if he's going to lose £100 million if he doesn't sign Harry Kane, and Harry Kane is going to run his contracts down, then he's going to let him go, isn't it? No? Or he's going to eat £100 million? Yeah. The history of Daniel Levy, that you would say that's not going to happen. They'd say, "Okay, Harry, thanks a lot." Is we're going to take eighty million, or we're going to lose eighty million in a year's time? That's a he lot. Seems to be one and he's a businessman, a money man, supposedly. Do you really think that's going to happen? Mm. So, as a United fan, no, what's answer, your the question, do you really, answer the question: Do you really think that's going to happen? No, I don't think Daniel Levy. I don't think he will sell for less than a hundred million. Right, but if he does, if they don't. Sell him. He you think he's going to let him run his contract down? I think he'll try and sell him abroad or myself, but it's difficult right. because you can't but imagine leaving losing that money. Abroad, I've got three yeah. kids and one on the way. You have me to the Premier League. I'll just run my contracts out. It's quite clear. But then I think that Levy will think that he can talk him round because I also think there's a possibility that he could be talked around to stay. You know, no, if they no, have a good season, they're bringing managers like from Celtic. Yeah, that's true. Oh. But, yeah, it's well, an interesting. Yes, it's done well for Celtic, but it's two league, two club, club league. 
How did he do in the Champions League? Gerard, <laughs> mate. Look at Gerard did well at Rangers, came absolutely diabolical at Villa. So it doesn't translate always. Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, he's probably he's probably the exception to the rule because I think no, he did quite well. Been, he's just been sacked. So yeah, yeah, I think he did all right for a while, though, didn't he? They've like, gone. They've gone from Nagelsmann, baby Pochettino, yeah. uh, Luis Enrique. Supposedly not good enough for Tottenham. Yeah, who was that other guy um, who turned him down last week? I've forgotten. Someone who's not massive. Just... just become a joke. And Tottenham is a real, real proper football club at one of the best stadiums in the league. And no one wants to fucking go there. I think there's a big chance that Kane will end up staying at Tottenham. I just think he's comfortable and he likes being the main man. And I think Daniel Levy will make it so difficult. Like, look at what we just what we were just saying about United that they seem to be moving fast. I don't in the transfer I don't, market. I don't, I don't get it. If I'm Harry Kane, say Daniel, it's quite clear. If you do not sell me this window. And I am running my contract out. I told you I wanted to leave two years ago, or last year, and that didn't happen. Now City have got Ireland. I'm not going to let it happen again. So if you don't let me go and sell me, then I'm, le- I'm st- leaving at the end of the next season for nothing. Mm. That's it. That's all he has to say. Boom. And then it's quite clear. Okay, you're keeping me. All right, sweet. I'll play another year and then I'm off. Yeah, and he talks that you know he could talk to people in January, and yeah, it's and if Harry Kane signs another contract, then sweet, he just got just doesn't want to win trophies, he's another yeah. unshare, just all about when it's going goals, yeah. And that's not just about United either, that's about because he could have got you know, he's he's had he could have gone to different clubs, like it's not just the United. people. If you want to force yeah. your issue, force your drink. Robin Van Persie, it was easy for him to get out of Arsenal. Teddy Shane, when he comes from Tottenham, Berbatov. But it's you no, know, it's not. You've got to, if you Sometimes want to go, you want to go, you, you can go. You're, you know, basically, you are, have the power as a player. Indeed. You want to go somewhere, you go. It's just okay. how much of a stink do you want? Because, you know, you're one of your own and all that. Yeah. yeah. So, do, how much of a stink do you want? Or are you going to be a professional? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, right, let's have a quick review of the Premier League. Uh, in your eyes, who is the Premier League player of the year? Only in league. Now we're talking, not looking at the Cups, just in the Premier League. But it's got to be Haaland. Fair. Manager of the year? Mm. I think De Zerbi, just for league. Yeah, but he's not been there all year, has he? Yeah. He's not been there all year. So I would say Eddie Howe's gotta be in there with a shout. Yeah, I would say Eddie Howe, yeah. The yeah. thing I like about the job Eddie Howe has done is he didn't spot well, crash as much yeah, as what people thought. No, and Mikel Arteta as well. Yeah, no one no job. one had Arsenal there. No well, one. So I would argue that the top Second, third, and fourth in Arsenal, Manchester United, and Newcastle, where they were last year. Newcastle were fighting relegation. Manchester United had their worst ever Premier League season and points total. Um, Arsenal were, what, seventh or something? None of those teams were, if you go back and look at all the pundits, none of them had United in the top four. None of them had Arsenal in the top four. None of them had Newcastle in the top four. So I think I would argue that all three of those managers have done an ex- excellent job. Pep's obviously done a good job, although Pep's, I think, City 
haven't been as good as I uh, they, uh, they've been I, awesome. I, don't get me wrong, like, no, especially yeah. recently. But at the start of the season, they kind of did. Yeah, but they, they remind bit. me of they remind me United back in the day. That's what United used to do. You know, the league's not won in slow. September, October, yeah. November, December. Just gradually stick along, and then soon it starts getting to March, April, May. Boom. Just step on people's neck, and that's what they've done. Finishing. Champ, you should know about boxing and MMA. Championship mm. rounds. Yeah, absolutely. That's when it's all, that's when it matters. Boom. Arsenal, obviously, they, could, they couldn't hack it, but it's a great experience for them. And Arteta seems to have flipped the mentality in the season now where they should be challenging now instead of just mm. getting in the Champions League. Um other managers who I think have done a tremendous job this year, Gary O'Neill at Bournemouth, uh, Emery at Villa. Emery, Brentford manager Emery, yeah. Thomas Frank. Um, I think I think full David uh, uh, and David Silva. Silva. I've enjoyed watching Fulham. them. They're, they're good on the eye there, Fulham as well. I have uh, enjoyed watching them. And Cooper at, at Forest. Cooper, very good, yeah. Because they had a really slow start, Forest did. And how many times have we seen the lots of players coming in and, and the... And the Team struggle and get relegated. So yeah, he's he's done a really really good job. Yeah, Cooper got through that struggle, didn't he? Where they brought yeah. all the players in and they kind of they looked hundred percent down. Like it was me petrol money though when he used to take the banger. Petrol yeah. never paid petrol. Tight as cramp. You go then. Bit of bit of quick trivia for you. Manchester City lost five games of football in the league this year. Who were the teams they lost to? Go. Crystal Palace, Brentford twice. Um, Southampton and Manchester United. Boom! <laughs> Yo, well done, mate. As that was impressive. I'm just a fucking almanac machine. Machine, mate. Um, almanac and... is, a, is a to explain that to the kids if they haven't watched Back to the Future. It is a, a, a what is it an, an annual? Not what what do they call it in England in over here? I'm not sure, mate. Mm. I don't know, bro. Um, so very quickly then, before we move on to the FA Cup final uh, preview, um, Southampton, Leicester, and Leeds ended up going down. There's some players available from those teams. Um, so in Southampton's case, you've got the likes of that Lavia, um, or Prowse. Shea Adams, Ward Prowse, there's a few in there. Leeds, not so many, but there is one or two, maybe. I, I quite like the keeper from Leeds, ironically. Leicester um, is going to be a fire sale. Yeah, Jesus Christ. You've got Tillman's leaving on a free. Johnny Evans. Johnny Evans is going to go. Madison is going to go. Will Vardy play in the championship, even though he hasn't had a great season? I think Vardy will stay there. I do too. But Madison, I think, has got to go if he wants to keep his England place. Um, I think Mad- so. Here's my restrictions. I'd say I think Avid- uh, I think Madison goes to Liverpool. Madison's got Newcastle, mate. Do you reckon? Yeah, I can see. I, I can see that too. Um, Tillman's. I think there's a possibility he ends up at United if they no, got, if they haven't got if if they haven't got a lot of money, just as a backup to Bruno. Is he on a free him? Yeah. Possibly. That's the only reason why I think possibly he might possibly. be considered. Um, Leicester have got. Um, there's another guy I can't remember his name. Who's the defense central defender? 
Uh, Harvey, Harvey Barnes. You got uh, Napales, Mendy, uh, and Ianacho. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he'd be pretty good, good for like a Forest or someone. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Johnny Evans, I think, goes. I saw. Burnley, I think, you've got Burnley, the City connection. Uh, with uh, with Kimpany. Mm. Ineacho. Um, was Ineacho there when City, when the company was still there? Possibly. Yeah, I think so. Um, you've got Alvarez from Southampton. You've got um, Cody Dramer, Drama from Leeds. Hopefully, I hope he goes to Summit, Paris, Summit Peters, the, the fullback. He's half decent. Walker Peters, isn't it? Walker Peters, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He is good, actually. Yeah, I would be surprised to see him go. Yeah, so Newcastle being linked today with James Madison and Harvey Barnes straight away. Um, I think they'd be two good signings for them. Um, yeah. They've also been linked with McTomney as well, uh, Newcastle. Um, Leeds, see if they've been linked with anyone, any of their players. Trying to think, who's the captain of Leeds? It's something Cooper, I think it is. Yeah, Cooper at the back. Steve, it's not Steve. Liam, Liam Cooper. Lee Cooper, Lee, Lee Cooper. Um, Liam Cooper, yeah, Liam. Uh, Sam Allardyce, do you think he's, he stays at Leeds? No, no, Big Sam's finished, mate. Prehistoric, all the knowledge of Pep, but can't win a game. Uh, to be honest, but when they brought him in, it was too late. He was never going to pull it off. Mate, but mate. it just is what it is, isn't it? Like yeah, yeah. his time is big, gone. Big, yeah, it's finished, Sam. From Southampton's point of view, you got James Ward-Prowse, Romeo La- Lavia, uh, Lavia, Romeo Lavia. I think if United are going to sign an understudy to Casemiro, that's who I would go for. Because um, he's young, but he's good enough to play now, but maybe not week in, week out. So I think he'd be a really good signing, learn off Casemiro over the next few years. West Ham are in for Ward Prowse, 40 million. So here's a question If you're West Ham, would you rather spend 40 million on McTomney or Ward Prowse? Ward Prowse. Interesting. Or would you rather, knowing that Declan Rice is going, West Ham, West, Ham could do, million. West Ham can do with both of them. That's true. That's true. I'll take that. And they've, got I think asset with, they've got an asset with Rise, so they could get... 60 million plus McTomney. No, they could get both players. So it's 60 million plus McTomney, with the 60 million, they can put, uh, and they'll have change. Yeah. Okay. They could um, get World Prowse for, what, 40, 45? So they've got 15 million change, and they've got two players that won. Yeah. With the trick got, for West Ham, dominate. Who can do Declan's rise is d- defensive work, and they got yeah. Ward Prowse who will score more goals. Yes, spot on. Um, it's no Arsenal rain. for Tillman's. I think could be a good shout from Reese there. Tillman's to Arsenal. Arsenal um, the um, the other one as well is like the trick for West Ham would be is to sign the players they want to sign before they sell Declan Rice. So when they sell Declan Rice, everyone knows they're going to have 100 million or 60 million plus players or whatever. So if you can get James Mad- uh, James Ward-Prowse in before you sell Declan Rice, you'll get him for 40 million. If they sell Declan Rice and then go for Madison, they'll get quoted 60 million. And I think that's part of the battle is the same for United. If the Qataris take over at United, the prices are going to go up for every player they go into. So... Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why they're trying to get the work done early. Right. This weekend, my friend, is the FA Cup final. The first ever Manchester derby in an FA Cup final. Um, It's going to be a very 
interesting game. I think it's going to be a tense one for the for the fans of the Manchester clubs. We uh, earlier on, me and you did our predicted 11s for the for the games, so we could uh, see what this is. Basically, what we think the managers will pick rather than what we would pick. Um, so I'm going to put yours up on screen now. Uh, it's an interesting one. Me and you were slightly different in what we went for, but not uh, not massively different. I think there was one player difference in each side. But um, let's have a look. So this is my predicted 11. Uh, I've gone for Rashford up front for United, Sancho yeah. off the left and Bruno on the right, Ericsson and then Fred and Casemiro. Uh, Luke Shaw on the left with Lindelof in the middle and Wan-Bissaka. So I know straight away you disagree with that. But um, I'll tell you why I've gone for that and why I think they'll go for that. I think they'll play Bruno off the right for that extra bit of defensive work. Also, Fred has been good recently and he was excellent. He did an excellent job on... Uh, I could I could see that. I could see that, but it's a, it's, it's a defensive 11, isn't it? I've gone a more attacking. That's just probably yours is probably more realistic. I've gone a more attacking one. So Fred did such a good job on De Bruyne in the uh, when United beat City earlier in the season. Like De Bruyne was largely quiet in that game, and I just think Fred did such a good job. But I don't think they'll want to sacrifice Eriksson's play through the midfield and to the attack. I think Anthony will be on the bench, but not starting. I think injured. He's not injured. Well, no, he's back apparently for the final. But I think he'll be on the bench because he's obviously been injured. I also think fucking rolling around like his leg was broken the other day. Yeah, I think ideally, I think they'd like to play Sancho off the right because he's been so much better there. But I do you think that he'd be a better option against Kyle Walker off the bench, and that's. Possibly, like yeah. just what I think. Like so, your this is your United eleven. So you've gone with Ganacho off the left, Sancho off the right. Sancho's been awesome off the right. I've got to say, Rashford through the middle, and then Bruno, Fred over Eriksson in midfield, and you've gone Delo as left back and Luke Shaw as the centre back. I think that's the defensive side of that. I think is quite a good shout because I think Luke Shaw did such a good job against. Uh, um, yeah, sorry, mate. Uh, he did such a good job against Haaland in that game that I could see Ten Hag reverting back to it, and then he can bring in, especially because he can then put Delo on the left rather than having to worry about Malassia, who can be a bit hit and miss, is obviously young as well. So it's kind of like that. Do you know what I mean? It's like it gets the and it gives you that balance as well, you know, that centre half, yeah. Uh, that, that Martinez and, and Varane have so well. Uh, and we've played, Luke Short's played there, he's done really well. And Dalot's played left midfield, left left back and done really well as well. Wan-Bissaka, defensive qualities, that's why you want him there. So, uh, who would who would Dalot be against on that right? Silva or Mares? That You think he could deal with that because he's quite pacey, Dalot. And then you've got um, Wan-Bissaka against Grealish that I fancy all day long. Interesting. So I'll bring up the City ones in just a second. I do think I think Bruno plays off the right for United because I think I could see it that just gives him a bit more solidity off the ball. And also it were it did work against City in that recent game. The thing the only way I can see that is 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 just having legs in there where 
Well, yeah. yeah. Well, no, it's not, it, with mine, there's more legs. With yours, you haven't. Because Ericsson, he's not that mobile. Yeah, Fred's the legs, isn't he? And then you've got Bruno as the legs off the side. It's interesting because I can see... I can see the arg like if I was picking, I'd probably go with your similar, sim more similar to your side. But I think Ten Hag will go with Bruno off the right, and because I think he'll want to get Fred in there. But I'm not sure if he'll want to take Ericsson out because Ericsson is so good playing through. And I think the one thing United can't well, you need people, to do, you need people who are going to keep the ball. Ericsson does that. Yeah, and I also think um, some of them mistakes that some teams make against City is they almost try and hold on. They just go they worry so much about what City can do. They play super defensive and Madrid in the second leg made that mistake and they just got taken apart. So mm. you've got to be able to keep the ball and you've got to be able to to push on and when you do get those transitions try and win the game and get a goal on the break. And I think United is so dangerous on the counter-attack that it's possible that's where they can win the game. That's where they won the game in the uh, in the league game most recently. Um, so our, our City sides differ more so in formation than anything. So I think City will line up like this, like they did against Madrid, which is almost like a three, ends up being like a 3-3-3. Three, three, three. So I've got a Kanji, Diaz and Walker at the back and then John Stones and Rodri in front and then Gadungan, uh, I can never say his name, and De Bruyne with Bernardo Silva off the right, Grealish off the left. But De Bruyne will jump, he'll play right off Haaland like a traditional 10. And Gudungan will drop back in with the, uh, to make it a three with Rodri and Stones. Um, and then Stones will also drop back into the back three if he needs to. They're under pressure. And it, it's just, it works. If they play so that well. formation, they play that formation on the break. Well, um, Rashford and Sancho will have a lot he'll, of room. He'll play, he'll play Anthony. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I think um, there's space there, isn't it? Like if they had that formation late on in the game, you could imagine Ganacho yeah. and all if sorts. If they play of that that formation, it'll be Anthony, Sancho, Rashford. Yeah, I could see that. Mate. I could see that. It's interesting though because the one thing which I think Pep has done well, maybe so well. Could, sorry for me. Could, maybe um, it could be Fernandez, and then they can match him up, but. Well, this is this is what I think. So if they've got this formation, um, Fred will man mark De Bruyne effectively, and then Casemiro will take care of uh, Gundogan or whoever you know. Gundogan middle, yes, sir. And then uh, you know you've got Grealish versus Wambasaka and Bruno versus uh, sorry Bernardo Silva versus uh, Dallas. Not Rodri wrong. It's not. Not even got an H. Oh, it's gone. It's, it's the proper Rodriguez, the real one, the real deal. But what City have done, which has impressed me massively this year, mate, particularly since Christmas, or certainly uh, the second it's, part. It's, I know, second part of the season is um, in the big games versus Madrid versus Arsenal versus Bayern. First and foremost, tactically, he's set up to stop the other teams with his formation, with his positioning of John Stones, etc. And then they play and they play to you know a very very high level. And I think if you're if you're Pep, sometimes he's got a habit of overthinking stuff. And I look at it and I think, what if he looks at United and their likely sides? Maybe you know a couple of connotations of it. 
how will he try and stop United playing on the break? And that's why I think we'll see John Stones and Rodri together to try and stop people like Bruno, Sancho and you know whoever plays off the left getting on the break and playing through the lines with Eric. It leaves a lot of space out wide, doesn't it? It does. But John Stones will slot back in as a four and they'll play more as a defensive four. Like, he comes, you know, he... Yeah, no, the free is not tight free, it's a wide free as well, isn't it? And yeah. he's kind of walking and getting out of trouble with his pace. So, but yeah, it, it all depends on... It's Wembley's always difficult. It's never... It's always... It's going to be dry. It's going to be... Unless the sprinklers are off sprinklers and stuff, but it's going to be hot, it's going to be dry. And that's... It's, it's difficult then to zip it in when the, when the grass dries up. So... It's all about, I also think, it's all about yeah. a good start as well at Wembley. Yeah. So that's not the Etihad. They're, they're dominant in the Etihad. They're not so dominant away from it. So they've had some dodgy results. You know, they've beat them at Old Trafford. So it's all about the start. It's not It's not going to be a, a, a massacre, I hope. I hope it's a good game. But it's, it's not going to be easy. And, and City are by far the favourites. But it's not a not winnable game. We're not playing Barcelona. No, too far. And I think if you look at the teams, those we mentioned those five league games which they've lost um, City this year. A, a lot of those teams have got at them on in on the break and in the breakdown in play when they've won the ball pressing. So what they've done is they've won the ball and then they transition out wide or in those spaces where there is space against City, and they use it quickly and they move the ball quickly. And United do have players to do that. Sancho's hit a bit of form. Fernandez has hit a bit of form. Rashford, like like you said, they play a wide three. If you could isolate Rashford versus Diaz, I'm taking Rashford all day long. If you isolate Rashford versus uh, Walker, I think it's more difficult because Walker's got that extra yard of pace. So he has, you know, Rashford would find it a bit more difficult to go past him. He'd have to be a bit more clever with how he does it. But um, it's it's fascinating. The only one way of beating Walker, these speedy fullbacks, you've got to get them in the last third, and you've got to get them moving, twisting side yeah. to side. You're not going to beat it for pace. Well, ironically, so like your brother you, used to do, you, you know when you used got to go sort of get a shot in because otherwise yeah. he's going to get back and tackle you. So you've got to do it in the last third, boom, 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 and then do what you need to do. Otherwise, he's just going to get back back at you. Yeah, it's um, it's it's really interesting because Pep can overthink these big games and like in the Arsenal game what he did so well was they let Arsenal press him but instead of playing through the press they played direct to Haaland and Haaland played it in you know for De Bruyne and they played more like a direct almost like a long ball game but it was you know they they I just wonder how they will try and set up to stop United and then play their game implement their game um, this is the lineup you went for. Um, no, that's your United one. Sorry. There. So you've gone with uh, Mares off the right rather than Bru. Uh, keep calling him Bruno. Um, rather than Bernardo Silva, you've gone Grealish on the left. You've gone De Bruyne. You've gone Rodri and Gudungan as a two, and then you've gone a traditional four with a Kanji Stones, Diaz, and Walker. I wouldn't be surprised to see that. I do think Silva will play off the right rather than Mares, but the rest of it, I think the personnel will be that. It'll just be a case of how they, you know, how they line up tactically. Because I do, I've got a feeling he's going to go with the one that I said with the three and Stones will effectively play almost like defense and midfield. He'll just move in and out as he's needed. 
Um, but I am interested by it because I think United are capable of winning the game. But if they're in their own heads and worrying too much about what City can do, you almost sit back and become too defensive. United do have to implement their game when they can win the ball back and make those transitions count because they've got the players to do it, mate. Like, if you look at, just bring up my predicted side there. If, say, you've got, like, Fred and Casemiro there in the middle, if they, when they win that ball back within the midfield areas, if they can play it up to, you know, or get it to Ericsson, he or, and Casemiro as well, they play these long, long passes to the, to the wide players, Fernandez, Sancho, Rashford. They, they play those, it's almost like a first-time ball for after the transition. And they're away, those wingers. And if City do line up with those three, it leaves so much space for that quick sort of direct ball and a big, massive Wembley pitch. And I think that could suit, that could be where United cause them problems because they've played that ball so well all season to route to Rashford on the left, just Casemiro not even looking and just hitting it first time, sort of whipping it over to the left. I just think that it's almost like a no-brainer. But that's why Fred's got to play. You might not be the most technically gifted footballer, even though he's capable of it. They need his legs to cause a bit of mayhem in the middle of the pitch, win the ball back, etc. Um, if Anthony is fit, would you play Anthony over Sancho? If Bruno plays off the right? Or would you play Sancho? No, I'll play Sancho. I would too. Two reasons. One, he's in form. Plus Anthony off the bench. Then you can put Bruno back in if you've got to change the game. So, yeah. yeah, I think having Ganacho and Anthony off the bench is two really strong options. Because you've got to remember, there's no Martial. He's made of glass. So you've got two really exciting wingers you can bring on. And you've got Weg Veghorst to score the winner in the last minute. Um <laughs> But ultimately, I think Sancho looks after the ball as well. Like yeah, he, he very rarely gives the ball away, Sancho. Hearing, sto- hearing stories about Mason Greenwood coming out. Mm, what happened? Oh, I told you, didn't I? Told what you. Happened? What happened? I told you. No, you what won't happened? play 29 again. You will. You won't play. You will. I'll be amazed if he does. Right. Um, but we'll see. I, 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 look, I understand the reasons why you say it, and I just... I just don't don't see it. I don't see it coming to fruition. But what a, like that's like if they from a purely football point of view, if they get him back, that's like signing a new world class youngster, isn't it? Like it might be Eric like, wow, dude. But it's gonna take him time, and he hasn't trained and stuff like that for a year, basically. But no, no. From a purely football point of view, of course, he is a great asset. It's just whether they want to go deal with the rest of it, with sponsors and the women's team and, and the, the backlash and, and the rest of it. But I'll tell you one thing. If the Qataris take over, they won't give a shit. They will say, <laughs> they will say no, yeah. has he been charged with anything? No. no, no. Get him on the pitch and get him playing. But whether you agree or you don't agree, it's going to be a decision which has got to be made. Um, and he's an asset either way, like whether they keep him as an asset or they sell him. He's an asset, which there'll be clubs which will pay for him. 
Um, and that's just what it comes down to. FA Cup final, mate. Um, give me one player to watch from each team and why. Say again. One player to watch from each team, match winners or just someone who you think is going to have a big influence on the game and why. Um, David De Gea, for obvious reasons, keeper. And Rodri, Royal for Rodri. Interesting. So for me, I think um, the two big players are going to be, um, I think the Fred versus De Bruyne duel will ultimately have a big say in the game because Fred is either quality or he's absolute dog shit. So what it's going to be is, is Fred going to turn up and be nine, nine or 10 out of 10 or is he going to turn up and be two out of 10? If he turns up and plays like he has in the last couple of games and like he did in the previous City game, and he can keep De Bruyne quiet for the majority of the game, then United have got a fantastic chance. Haaland is going to be interesting because Luke Shaw pocketed him in that game. And I and I can see why you put Luke Shaw ahead of Lindelof. I think Lindelof has been so good in these recent games that Ten Hag will stick with him. But I could see why Luke Shaw would play. Because he was so good, he wasn't. It wasn't just oh, a good performance by someone. It was like a world class central defensive performance. Um, but ultimately, player to watch from Man City for me, Jack Grealish. Had a tremendous say, end to the say, season. Grealish. Tremendous end to the season. He caused well, United a bit of trouble well, off the bench in the league game, and I think he's the one to watch. Wan-Bissaka, he's not Well, he did it at Wembley against Brighton. Kept McToma quiet, and that really had a massive influence on the game. So I'd say, yeah, that duel as well. Um, I think my prediction for the game is Manchester United win 2-1, and the scorers will be Jaden Sancho and Vout Veghorst. <laughs> Veghorst is going to get a goal in the 90th minute to win the game. That would you know, be I, I, That would make my be funny. That would. And Monday morning at work. <laughs> absolutely I've just. Nice. I, I, that's a bit tongue in cheek, obviously, but like I've just, I do have a feeling that City, there's a couple of things which kind of just make me think that United might find a way. It's going to be very difficult. And on paper, City should win 3 1 and be done with it. But I've just got a feeling maybe Pep overthinks it a little bit with the Champions League as well. The next yeah. week, does he kind of overthink it a bit? But I, if you if I if you were asking me now what I think the score is, I think United will win two one, maybe yeah. an extra time. What's your prediction for it, mate? To finish us off, uh, three two, United, three two, high scoring, mate. Yeah, that's interesting because United have been really solid defensively the last couple of games. City, in it, but they haven't. City have been a bit all over the shop against. Yeah, you three, two, game? three two, extra time. 3-2 extra time, okay. Going to ask Show to score the winner. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Really looking forward to it. i got to be honest, I am really, really looking forward to the FA Cup final. Um, guys, get your predictions in the in the chat and let us know what you think. And, uh, of course, as always, give the channel a little follow. Share uh, Roderick Giggs' show is every Thursday. And uh, we like to talk football. We like to do a bit of 
analysis and all the rest well, of it. The last one, one thing next week. Are we doing the one? How are we not left? I think next week, next week, next week will be the last one technically, one because the Champions League's on the Saturday, oh, nice. um, and then we normally take like a couple of weeks to me, and then we start doing some transfer stuff and that. Have Sweet. a little break, but um, yeah, the one thing you'll always get with the show is brutally honest opinions. We don't hold back, we don't sugarcoat it, we don't roll off the cliches and all this crap. We'll tell you what we think, no matter what. Um, as always, mate, an absolute pleasure. Sweet. Appreciate your time. Way, no? Congratulations, by the way, everyone, raising £2,000 for the uh, North Air Ambulance Service again uh, in memory of Neil Campbell, which uh, of someone who's close to our hearts. We've got a lot of time for the Campbells. And, uh, yeah, so that was nice. To, uh, to raise a bit of money for charity is always good. Uh, take care. God bless. Have a look on uh, the old FA Cup final because you never know my dual watch line. Come on, United. Weghorst. Sports Social Podcast Network.